It's called an incomplete transition. This morning we're making it an incomplete song. We still have quite a bit to go uh, before it's done. Benjamin Jafter is our guest for this morning, a South African bassist and an award-winning composer. Good morning, Benjamin. Hey, good morning, Kathy. Thanks for having me. So, uh, I feel at home here. You know, I, I, I'm stepping on your toes. First thing, because <laughs> yes. I know musicians don't like it when you don't play the when you cut their songs. You know, they yeah, you yeah. interject. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? We haven't gotten we to haven't the best gotten, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so I'm not in the dog box for doing no, that. No, 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 it's all good. <laughs> well, we've got a lot more of Benjamin's music that we're going to be playing over the next hour. Um, Benjamin, I, I, listening to that song, An Incomplete Transition, mm. it's called, it feels like a weekend, lazing around, putting your feet up, just relaxed you you think so okay that that's an interesting uh perspective on the song because actually the song m- m- more deals with a kind of politics and 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 all those kind of things mm. about like the incomplete transition from from i guess uh uh an apartheid south africa to a democratic south africa and and kind of um the starting point for this new project that 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 deals with my identity within the south african context mm. but but I can, I can, I hear what you say about the, the chill vibes. The, yeah. the, the, the issue about an incomplete transition, especially for you and, and the politics that you're so intentional about and yeah. confronting with your music, where does that stem from? Where did it begin, um, th- this marriage of the two? I, I, I don't know if there was a specific point. Well, f- firstly, I think two things. Uh, I guess jazz in itself is kind of a political statement with a, anyone who plays it, like because of its meaning and and how it happened, you know, from Black American music and what it meant to those musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can go to South African musicians like Brayu Masekela, for example, uh, using the music to, or or, or someone like Abdullah Ibrahim using the music to. Um, tell stories or, or create awareness around certain things, right? So inherently, it's it's political. For me, the music has not always been political. I think for me, the music has been a point of respite for me and it kind of something that I use as an inspirational tool, not only for me, but for others. I, I hope to inspire other people with my music and kind of have this... Uh, without deri- being derivative too much, but but kind of having this feel good factor to my music because I I want people to listen to my music and be like, oh I feel better, I feel mm. like you know motivated, um, and it's only I guess recently that the music has kind of touched on more political things, but I don't think I've lost that the idea behind the the core of what I'm trying to say with my music is to inspire people really. Did it come out of a, a growth of you a, as a person, experiences, understanding the world that, that we're living in, seeing certain things and being, you know, being a colored person? I yeah. mean, uh, your new album, Born Colored, Not Born yeah. Free. Uh, I think that in and of itself, just the title alone, yeah. um, one can unpack an entire master's <laughs> thesis on that, well, right? I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, uh, just uh, not to back it, but this project is part of a yes. master's thesis that I yes. that I did at the Berkeley College of Music in Boston in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I think all of these things are growth. Uh, things like 
my art and my music has always dealt with identity. Uh, and as I grow as a person and as I learn about other people as well and interact with them, I I see life and I see things through new lenses. Mm. And my opinions change and, and I, 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 I interrogate my own biases often, which we all should. Mm. And I think this is just... Um, part of my journey of where I am now and how I understand myself um, and my identity. Let's start out with uh, what I would say is um, the more storytelling aspect mm. of, of your journey. So, so, so take us back to when you were first introduced to music, when you started playing, because yeah. it takes a lot of skill <laughs> to be a good bassist, right? Yeah. You, you don't walk around the street and bump into good bassists all the time. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of good bassists. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I grew up in Cape Town in, mm. in Mitchell's Plain on the Cape Flats, for those of you who know that. Um, and I, I guess my dad was into music. He was like a singer in like a top 40 cover band back in his day with the afro and all kinds of things um so he was always into music he was into pop music some jazz music and then later got into gospel music he played some instruments like bass and guitar mm -hmm. on a very basic level so he, he had a big appreciation for music and and that's kind of i guess where my appreciation for music in general comes from mm -hmm. uh all kinds of music not just jazz uh and then i had a very instrumental teacher no pun intended, uh, <laughs> at, at when I went to Musilberg High School mm. in Cape Town um, uh, by the name of Fred Kate. And he was very much into kind of um, jazz and, and, and classic jazz, if you want to call it that, from Black American music. So bebop and cool jazz and Miles Davis and Charlie Parker. And he exposed me to that side of the music that I had not been exposed to. And guess through that experience. I and that was in high school already? That was in high school, yeah. Sure, that's that was, quite early on because yeah. I, I imagine in high school you also have a lot of young people and if you're in a band, I yeah. mean, there's nothing cooler than being in high school in a band. Yeah. But people are playing sort of more conventional, more mainstream music. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of, now I feel like there's a lot of different things that high schoolers can get into, like yeah. something things that are quite niche, in, in fact. Um, and I think at the time... Um, I think it worked because of my dad's appreciation of music. So mm -hmm. it kind of was the next step. And I mean, I also grew up like a m many great musicians in the world, but mostly in South Africa that come to the church. I came to the church. I, I didn't play much, but uh, I, I used to play a little bit of piano and, and I used to be involved with the music in our church. So it kind of made sense for, for why I started, you know, having the tone of what kind of music I wanted to create mm, is very mm. much rooted in my church upbringing. So this well-rounded experience then that you have exposed to different instruments, what drew you to <laughs> the guitar? I think, so I started on uh, on the on the drum kit, or my dad got me a drum kit when I was quite young. And then I played a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar. And then I think... The bass was always around, and I was a huge fan of a great bass player in Cape Town called Sammy Weber. Mm -hmm. He played for this band called The Virtual Jazz Reality. Um, and uh, there's this big festival that's actually about to happen now again called the Jazzathon that used to happen at the VNA Waterfront, I think, every year. And for me, the highlight was seeing that band and seeing him play the bass. He was so, I think, 
cool. That's the only way to explain. <laughs> you were so cool. Yeah, you know, you were yeah, so cool. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I wanted to be like that. Mm, and mm. I wanted to command a, a stage like in that mm, way. Mm. And I think for that, for me, that was very inspiring. And I think that's when I, I decided now I'm going to be a bass player. Yeah. It's it, it's quite a journey sort of walking from something that you see and, and you know, having this kind of role model that, that you can look up to to then walking the actual journey, Benjamin, yeah. of deciding that actually this is something I want to commit to yeah. once I'm done with school. Yeah. And you're both, a, a, you know, a, a musician, but also an academic. And, yeah. and, and so you have two paths that could equally be yeah. careers, but yeah, you yeah. found a way of, of marrying the two. Yeah, I think, I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm very blessed and grateful that that could happen. I know mm. it doesn't happen for everyone, but I think it it has been this natural path that is I didn't have to think hard about it mm. but I, I do think that I I have put in the work you know I have I have decided okay I'm going to do this and do that and I think even the art that I create whether I, I am now at I'm teaching at, at a university and all those kind of things but even in the art that I was creating there was always thought put behind what I actually want to say with my art mm. because I mean, I'm not. I don't think that I'm a great speaker. So I, I wanted to speak through my music and through the concepts that I wanted to bring out through my art, and that's always been a, a thing that I've tried to incorporate within what I'm, what I was, what, what I was trying to do. So going into these new spaces has been quite a natural thing. Mm. Yeah. Did, did 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 you find that you were well supported when you then are are telling your parents that actually, now that I'm done with school. Yeah. This is what I officially want to do. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, there, were, there was never a second thought for my parents. Both my sister and I are actually in the arts. Okay. Uh, my sister is like a, a, a in, the, in the theater and filmmaking space now more than more than ever. Uh, and so we both kind of pursued these kind of things. They, are, they were policemen. I mean, it's like the total <laughs> opposite of what we do. But yeah. there was never pushback. It's always just like, you know, we, we understand you... you they've set the bar but like mm. this is what hard work is and mm. if that's what you're gonna do just you know work hard but there's never been a a, a, a doubt from their side they've always been supportive yeah uh, I, w I was speaking to uh, another academic fellow academic who's also um in the jazz space and and the one thing that i must say i have a deep appreciation for is the level of discipline that somebody like yourself yeah. has to apply to their craft and that's not to take away from what the what others are doing in their own spaces yeah. Yeah. but it does require quite a lot of dedication yeah. to want to learn yeah. and understand music and put yourself yeah. through that process um, whereas even if others were given the opportunity mm. to do what you want to do they would probably opt out and say no i'm okay just sort of figuring yeah. it out on the strings no need for me to yeah, go that yeah. far i mean i think it i think uh, this is true for almost anyone who pursues anything in the arts mm. in general but let's speak about music i mm. i definitely think it's something that you have to be very obsessed about you know it's not just a day job it's not just something that you go and do and then you 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 clock out at five or you start at eight or nine or whatever it's like it's something that you have to be super obsessed about, and I see it with with a lot of musicians and a lot of my peers. Mm. They we are just music nerds, man. We are such nerds. We are like super obsessed about 
the little things, you know, and and understanding not only uh, uh, how things work, but why they work. You know, mm-hmm. we really want to get up, no, but why? Mm-hmm. And then we become super obsessive. And you have to be that. That's that's the only way it's it's you're gonna be even touch some sort of success in this field um you kind of be have, have to be absorbed within this world do, do you find that you, you're all sort of in, in a world of your own definitely yeah i i think um I, we often find ourselves out like in like a in in a in a in a, in a place where like all kinds of people and then the musicians would just get together and we'd speak about music and then we'd like have to check ourselves we're like guys we're out here why are we speaking <laughs> about music let's do something else you know so it's like let's let's find another interest yeah let's <laughs> let's speak about sport I yeah. don't know something else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But being an academic d- d- does that also contribute to this obsession as you describe it yeah i mean definitely i think i i think a lot of people can relate to it our minds are constantly busy with thoughts and ideas and concepts and things that we are constantly trying to work out and process Mm -hmm. uh uh so but the one like i said going back to the what i was saying the one feeds the other one constantly the the practice base uh, um, kind of composing and playing always feeds the research and and vice versa and that that that's how it goes normally. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Berkeley. You're adverts now, yeah. but going to Berkeley. Teaching. Not, not yes, teaching. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just just for clarity. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's a lecturer. He's a lecturer adverts. Going to Berkeley, being a South African, and having that experience of perhaps looking at this country, looking at yourself through the lens of an outsider and what they have to say about you, what they have to say about this country, where you're from, your experiences. Yeah, no, that that was a, it was very interesting. I I had very interesting experience. I mean, as far as like what this project deals with, like, in, in when I was in the United States, I mean, colored means a whole different thing to them. Right? Yes, yes. So those. In are, fact, you can't even say it out even, loud yeah. because you say colored, and yeah. it's like a swear word. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that actually happened to me. They were, but that's a totally <laughs> different story when we were in New Orleans. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so it's like this whole different thing that you have to sensitivity that you have to approach mm. this conversation with there, just as well in South Africa. But like, obviously, now getting to the. Per- the 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 point of trying to have them understand what is this thing called a colored and what does it mean and even like through that kind of frustration of my frustration of like okay because mm-hmm. I really wanted people to understand because I always felt that we are misrepresented so I'm like okay I I I am colored let me try and give this explanation of what it is and every time I try to do that I often even I kind of hit like some kind of like blank way i'm like ah mm. what is it you know like is it a culture is it you know is it a is it a people is it a skin color what is this thing so, so it, it forced you to to grapple with that identity yeah, definitely mm. and it forces me but you know what i did like about what what my experience in the states is is uh which actually helped me come to this conclusion even within the context of south africa is there I was often just seen as black. Yes. And I think a, a lot of times that took this, I, f- I could feel it, I took this heavy weight off my shoulder of trying to understand how I fit in socially within a space and and, and, and how that nuances works. And they, and so when I come back to South Africa, these are kind of ideas that I, that I really wanted to uh, uh, toy with and kind of a probe and understand within our context now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Benjamin Jafter is our guest this morning. He is um, a bassist, but as you can hear, so much more than that. Um, he's a composer as well, lectures currently at Wits University. We'll continue the conversation uh, with him. We'll also bring you more of um, his music and in particular from his latest offering, Born Colored, Not Free. Uh, he told you that that was uh, the theme for his thesis and we'll unpack sort of what he went through uh, in that se- in in that thesis and some of the ideas that he wants us he wants to leave with us uh, this morning it's time for the latest news headlines we'll continue with Benjamin on the other side of this hi sis Kathy I am so moved his music is spiritually beautiful and I'm proud to personally claim Basil of one of ours, Nila from Kebeha. Thanks. Ah, oh, I, I have to agree with you there, Mila. Incredibly moving. Um, I, I was telling Benjamin that it's hope and disappointment all in one. So mm. You're building me up and you're letting me down. Yeah. And it takes me back to the to the title of, of the song, Benjamin. Yeah. It, it, how, how would you describe it? If you are to put what you've put down in that music in words, yeah, how I think, would you describe it? I think you it? did a very good job of doing it yourself. Mm. I think for me, the idea of born colored, not born free are in fact two kind of uh, opposing ideas. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, I am colored, right? Which was a, a colonial classification. And what was its intent? Like it was used for all kinds of malicious uses, especially when it comes to kind of the relationship between colored people and black people in South Africa. Um, and then at the same time, born after 1994, like myself, well, 92, I am considered born free. Mm. And I'm su- I'm supposed to be born into a, a racially free and undivided country. So... How can I be born into a racially and undivided country when I'm still has have this classification of colored that was given to me by this colonial regime? So these these two ideas are fighting, and that's kind of what this this project is is kind of also trying to address in 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 starting to have these conversations mm. around colored colored identity in South Africa and what does it mm. mean and. Not not necessarily is it still a valid thing because it's, it's very valid because people form the cultural identity around it. Mm. But how can we navigate these spaces now in a new South Africa without kind of these false barriers between us? And that's kind of what this project is about. I don't have the answers. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying I have the yeah. answers. It's it's more about starting the conversation. You you said something before we went to the news headlines that being in the U.S. Mm. Um, automatically you were defined as black. And you found that that lifted a burden off your shoulders. Talk to me more about that. I think often the way in which black people and colored people socialize within our country is often based on this kind of uh, heightened awareness of difference. And, and and it's really not from in my experience it's really not that we have kind of these false perceptions of each other and i think these terms as maybe this is a simplistic way to look at maybe it's, it's deeper than this but these terms are a part of the reason why we can never really get past 
just getting together, having conversations, socializing with each other. We have these false senses of which other we are and who how we interact with each other. Uh, like, for example, if you think of race relations in Cape Town, where I'm from, and even just geographically, how we live. Like, no black people live there, colored people live there. And there's this kind of false idea of who we are and who they are. And and I think I've I've, I've often become frustrated with that because... I don't like it when people think I am a certain type of person. When I just walk into a room, they immediately, oh, that's that, and this means that and that. And I'm sure other people don't like that either. And it's often, these can these things can be solved with just conversations. Let's let's speak about it, you know. And I'm hoping that the, the ideas behind this album would kind of probe these conversations. Do you find that with your group of friends, your colleagues, again, being born sort of on the cusp of of of, of democracy in south africa that this is a conversation um you're more prone to having mm. and that these are things that you're intentionally confronting within those social spaces yeah um because you you, you reference just just cape town and um i remember one morning sort of arriving at the airport driving through on the n2 and seeing these young kids crossing the road and, you know, th- then trying to find out why they're crossing the highway. Yeah. And they said, well, th- they're trying to get to school, but they th- they can't go to school in this area. So, so it's just after Kailisha, they can't go to school in this area yeah. because it's a colored area. And so they pr- their parents prefer that they go to the next sort of black township yeah, yeah. Um, which is a bit of a distance away yeah. I think that would be Langa it's a bit of a distance away but the point is that that integration yeah. is, is simply not there and these are the barriers yeah. that you're talking about that it's not a physical barrier but it's a mental barrier and it, it's a social construct that, yeah. that is held in place yeah. just by how we live our lives on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for other people. But, I mean, I definitely think growing up in the Western Cape and growing up in Cape Town, you have this kind of very sheltered view of how our society works and how we interact. And I think for me it was eye-opening when I moved I live in Johannesburg now it was eye-opening for me when I moved in Johannesburg and to see how people live and and how we socialize and how we understand each other and even more so when I got to travel overseas to the states and Europe and and it's because of all their experiences that I now have this view and unfortunately a lot of people don't have these uh, um, privileges or, or or moments that they can really get out of the situation. You kind of need to be removed from the situation to kind of look at it from an outside mm-hmm. perspective now. And, and and often that doesn't happen. And like you were saying, you were asking about the conversations. We are having these conversations, but in a very small group. And they normally young people and we are open to these conversations. But I think it's often not enough, you know, mm-hmm. like we need older people to come into these conversations, kind of hear what they have to say about it, what they feel about it, um, have an idea of if if we can challenge certain of the, certain views of this or they can challenge our views, but we're open you know, to, to changing our opinion. I think it, it's a good place to start. When you look at your journey as, as a composer, how would you describe it? Because mm. y- you're so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So good at it. Okay. Uh, I, 
I think, Why are you sounding surprised? No, you, no. You know, you I know mean, this. I think composition is is very much like a taste. We were speaking about jazz off here, you know, like jazz is so vast. You know, there's so many styles of what it could mean to a lot of people. And some people like a certain part of it and not another part. And that's fair and that's fine. So I think maybe like comp- being a good composer is very subjective. But anyway, that's my, my own thing. Uh, I think for me, art has, has always had, it always has to be a genuine expression and, and I don't like to force it and it has to be very organic for me. And my process of composition is always, I like I said earlier, I love all kinds of music. I just happen to be a jazz musician. Um, and I think all of the stylistic elements of other kinds of music that I like always permeates within my expression through black American music. Okay, now, now I'm curious. Yeah. What is on your playlist? What What is this other music that yeah. that, that 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 you listen to? It, you know, it 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 changes. At the moment, uh, I'm listening. What am I listening to? I'm listening to like this UK band called Ezra Collective, which I guess is still kind of jazz, but it's kind of crossover. But I'm also I'm also so I advert I am a I'm a lecturer in form composition, so uh, I'm I'm listening to a lot of older film music at the moment and also busy with a new project i don't know if i can mention it, even what it's but it's, it's like a superhero thing based in africa Ooh, sounds animation that, that, that's the best thing i can say but so like like the african version of superman ugh, we, we, i'm not gonna say more than what i'm <laughs> what i just said so uh and so i'm listening to a lot of old uh recordings and field recordings so i'm not not anything you'll find on spotify I can oh, tell you okay. that. Uh, just to get some inspiration and some ideas to approach some of the music. So, yeah. We're talking to Benjamin Jafter. He is our guest for the Friday Wind Down today. His latest project, Born Colored, Not Born Free. And you can hear just how much he's grappling with um, the subjects that, that he's raising, not only on a personal level, but I think on a level that we as South Africans and can also engage some of these ideas and beautiful music, of course, to accompany it. Uh, this is coming through from Jeff Nong in Fentestrop, who says, Good morning, Kathy and Benjamin. Since following Benjamin, what I've noticed about him is that he's so versatile and I appreciate his versatility. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess it goes goes back to what I was saying about loving all kinds of genres of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, as a to function as a musician in South Africa, often you have to kind of you also a session musician, so you're playing with all kinds of artists. So I've had the opportunity to play all kinds of genres on all kinds of stages, and and I think that that has just uh, helped me with being versatile in many kind of fields of of the music sphere. Yeah. What do you say to your students that walk into your lecture room, mm. <laughs> bright-eyed? Bright Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hope about the future. Yeah. Um, as first-year students, what do you tell them about this business? What do you tell them about music? I think I I I first try and kind of convey the deep love I have for music and what it really takes and 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 kind of. The, the the passion I have for the art form, uh, whatever genre or, or style, just so they can understand that, that you need to start there and from there you need to incorporate hard work and kind of need to just stick at it, right? Uh, and and, and kind of 
imperial about what what it means to be in the music industry. I don't sugarcoat anything really, uh, but always from a, a lens of inspiration. I try to inspire people. To, like, yes, it's hard. You know, it's hard. But but these are these are the payoffs. Like this is the reward of, of pursuing your passion, and it's possible for sure. Mm. Zayton, you're calling us from Tabeha. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. And hi, Benjamin. Hello. Son of the soil. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you saying, "I love." It's like a breath of fresh air listening to you this morning. I was filled with anger lately because of for a lot of different reasons. But you just came like a breath of fresh air today, putting out your music and saying what so many mothers of, in South Africa are feeling right now as colored mothers. Thank you. When you said that you could identify with being black and it made you feel right at home in the United States, that's how we are here. Exactly who we are. That is why I voted for the ANC. And now the story is changing and we need to tell our story because I am from the class of 76. I've been there. We've lost brothers, relatives. We're not going to turn this into a political discussion, but Benjamin will love you. And for some reason, I don't know when I looked at one of the albums, he reminded me of AKA. Ooh. Did anybody tell you that? Maybe the height? The bolt, <laughs> physical appearance. Maybe the hair. Mm. Maybe the hair. <laughs> and Kathy, you look so much like me. I'm sure if they put you with me, they're going to say it's my daughter. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I looked up to see what you look like, I thought, oh my word. <laughs> anyway, thanks for a beautiful program. And um, Benjamin, keep it up. Thank you. We, we, we're rooting for you. My son is also a music student. So, yes, mom's on top of it. Uh, thank you so much. Might just see you in Cape Town. Yes, yes. Thank thank <laughs> you so much for calling in. Wow, that was beautiful. Th- thank you so much for that call, Zayton. And, and you know, I must say that there, and, and an appreciation just for the struggles that different groups of, of South Africans are, are going through and, and the way in which the power of of a conversation like this, just to be able to touch people's hearts. You know, what Zayton was saying uh, about how you described your experience and being, you know, called black or being described as black and feeling right at home. I felt that, you know, it moved me. And and sometimes maybe that's what we miss in our conversations. um, That as we focus on these descriptions, they're devoid of of humanity. They're not putting in that human experience in it. It's just black and white on paper. Yeah, I think think it's often black and white because it's easier for people to understand that way. We we often struggle with the gray, you know, like where where do we fit on the spectrum, you know, and what does that mean? Um, Yeah, it's tricky. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for that call, Zayton. Really moved by, by how you described it all. Lorraine, you're in KZN. Good morning. It is I, Princess Kathy. <laughs> Hello, Queen Lorraine. <laughs> no, I'm not like you. Eh? I don't have more of what you have. But listen, I know it's related. 
But congratulations on your two S to the throne. <laughs> Thank Very you, Lori. Very soon they'll be showing you what artwork is about uh, abstract art. You know, when you give them crayons. <laughs> <laughs> Walls and but couches in danger. You. Walls and couches in danger. God bless you and your boys. And I know you're going to be the best mother ever. Coming back to your program, it's irony that uh, last night I was on SAFM and fire was coming through my ears <laughs> because the subject was what you guys are talking about. And Kathy, I've said this to you before, we need to talk about race more honestly because it's causing unhappiness in our society and we don't want that we want a healthy South Africa I know it's more about the music and the gentleman there and yes I love the second song very spiritual reminds me of Eddie Daniels and Clara's heart I'm a Sarah's heart Sarah Vaughan type of lady but enough about me uh, if you want to hear what, ha- what transpired last night on SAFM you can listen to what was being discussed. But I have just one thing to say about race in South Africa. Lindewe, Minister Lindewe Sisulu made the most profound, profound statement once when she said that people in South Africa should just be called South Africans because there's such a, I don't know, disconnect between what people are called especially when it comes to colour. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, both of you, and All thanks right, to your guests there. Bye. Sure. Thanks, thanks for sorry. that call. Uh, Laureen in Belito, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Laureen. Good. Fantastic. Thank you so much for such an insightful segment. And in true music culture, it really does bring us together. So, And now we're having a bigger conversation about race relations, right? Um, so it's it's true about music how it really does either divide or bring us together. So thank you for that. But my my question, which you could probably help me in illuminating, is I was at the office and I asked I said to a colleague who is challenged by from from a visual aesthetic and I know his family background. So I automatically assumed that I could say, but you're black. And he said, no, I'm not, almost in a disgust, you know. And and so as a black female, I'm now not sure what is the right approach. Why should it be a, a reaction of disgust if I define or if, if I said you are black? Because we are in a progressive company where we understand the power dynamics in America where a black and female is defined as black. And I was using more of a international world definition of black versus white maybe. But my problem was the reaction of disgust. You know, so I'm not quite sure how to, to navigate and, and maybe you guys can help me close off these gaps and how to manage the situation differently. And I like the comment by Lorraine saying maybe it shouldn't be so, you know, fixated about boxing people because that is an old mindset all right all right, yeah thank yeah. you so much I appreciate all right, right Lorraine thanks for that call out in Belito anything insightful to share Benjamin Ach, man I'm I'm like I'm only like 50 years old man what, what do I know but uh, at the same time it's like I think um, everyone 
like the, this is like a, we were speaking of of air also like it's a, it's a very tricky thing to navigate and and a lot of people might not even agree with what i'm trying to say and mm-hmm. that's maybe that gentleman is one of them and it, mm-hmm. and it's it's i think the the ideas of the structures of race is so permeated within our south african social context it's it's difficult to now just tell people that that assume i'm colored i'm black you know that's not mm-hmm. what i'm trying to do also mm-hmm. i'm not trying to mm-hmm. say oh no i'm black now and mm-hmm. like even still till today I, i'm often having to fill in forms uh where people want to know if you're black or or, or colored and all these kind of things i'm like what does that mean you know what i mean mm-hmm. but I, within it's it's all about context and what 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 we are trying to do within the south african context and i think it's it's, it's a tricky thing to 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 navigate but it's it's the conversation maybe Benjamin you wanted to start the conversation and I think you absolutely have yeah. <laughs> through your music and through this interview I hope that all of you uh, will still go out and get the latest album it's titled Born Colored Not Born Free we are completely out of time for <laughs> the Friday wind down yeah. I wanted to play more music but we can't back with you again on Monday morning on the talking point Benjamin It's been an absolute pleasure having you in studio. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me.